Hello, this is Lisa DeLay, and you are listening to Spark My Muse. This is Soul School, Lesson 169. Welcome back again to another episode. I have three things to tell you before I begin reading a fantastic essay to you. And those three things are the book I See You, How Love Opens Our Eyes to Invisible People by Terrence Lester, the October 2020 book selection for the Spark My Muse book club. If you haven't read it yet, I invite you to read that wonderful book and then join us live with Terrence answering our questions and going through the book together on November 4th at 7.30 p.m. on a live stream interactive event. To get the link to this event and further information, go to sparkmymuse.com and click on book club. I've been practicing doing live streams in smaller chunks called lunch breaks, lunch break live streams at 12.30 p.m. during several weekdays, and you can view those replays as a sponsor of the show for $1 a month at patreon.com forward slash sparkmymuse. They're short 30-minute rests for your soul where you can find solace, and my guests include spiritual director Loretta Coleman-Brown and poet former pastor Stephen Garnis Holmes. Finally, I want to share that my book, The Wild Land Within, is available for pre-order if you go to Amazon.com and type in The Wild Land Within, or go to the link tiny.cc forward slash wildland. Very excited about this book, and it will be chosen as a book club selected reading next year in May. To see all the books that have been selected for different months, go to the book club page at sparkmymuse.com. Let's begin. Today the reading comes from author, poet, Lahia Lababidi. This is from his book, Revolutions of the Heart, Literary, Cultural, and Spiritual. It is the January 2021 book club selection. He will be a guest on the Spark My Muse podcast, and he will be a live stream author guest on the book club. Stay tuned for announcements on that and make sure to visit patreon.com forward slash sparkmymuse for the details and links to get a hold of those interactions. On page 50, he has an essay called What Makes for Good Conversation? What Makes for a Good Conversation? In our increasingly polarized world, I've begun to ask myself, what makes for a good conversation? What is the essential criteria for an engaging exchange? Is it being heard, learning something new, human connection, or something else altogether? With most of us living behind screens, I'm afraid that we might be getting rusty at the vital art and sport of face-to-face civilized exchange. As someone who lives for and through good conversations, here are some reflections from my personal experience of what I think contributes to valuable human interaction. Quote, attention is the rarest and purest form of generosity, said Simone Weil, French philosopher, mystic, and political activist. This is doubly so in our hurried and distracted times. To truly listen with our eyes, ears, mind, and heart is the first step. Conversation is not a series of interrupted monologues where we are impatiently waiting for the other person to stop talking so that we can sound off. Interested people are more interesting to know, and good listeners make for better talkers. Hear and try to take in the other person with genuine interest. 
try to consider how they might have arrived at the position they hold, for better or worse. Even if their views might seem odious to you, try and see yourself in the other person, and the other person in you. Now go further, flex your spiritual muscle, and seek the divine in them. If we are able to see others in this light, then there is no one that we cannot speak with, and we are able to learn from everyone. Conversation, at its finest, is no small matter. It is a chance to touch the soul of another and expand our own. Put differently, we can forge a profound human connection with a perfect stranger because, ultimately, there are no strangers. We might think of others as the missing pieces of our puzzle. The more we know them, the more we know ourselves, and vice versa. Approaching another with openness, detachment, empathy, and humility, we stand to discover something new about the world or ourselves. If we maintain curiosity and reverence for our conversational partner while remaining willing to be surprised, we might emerge from our talk with them improved, perhaps transformed. A hearty talk is also an opportunity to practice radical honesty. If we are not willing to lay our heart bare and give of ourselves meaningfully, why should they? It's the first person on the dance floor willing to make a fool of themselves that gets the party started. To be that person requires taking a risk and courage, as all important human interaction does. Pre-Socratic Greek philosopher Heraclitus put it this way, Man is most nearly himself when he achieves the seriousness of a child at play. That's what conversation is, serious play. In a sense, all of life is conversation, really, with ourselves, others, this world, and the next. In conversation, as in real life, violence is a failure of imagination and an admission of defeat. Polite provocation can spark a healthy debate where we are challenged and challenging. But if a passionate, spirited, enthusiastic discussion devolves into one that is angry, vicious, or condescending, all the latent good of the exchange is lost. Good talk is like art, like dance where we take turns leading and coming back together. It is also a sport, but not a competitive one with winners and losers, rather one where the shared goal is to keep the ball in the air. Paradoxically, good conversation must also respect silence. The same way having something to say comes from quiet contemplation, and writing is born of reading, so nonverbal exchange in a conversation is significant if not more, than what is actually being said. Try not to rush silences, yours or another's, out of nervousness, fear, or awkwardness. Give time for what is said to sink in and be processed. It is a rare privilege to be allowed to think wordlessly in the presence of another and an act of trust. Ultimately, conversation is a living thing, and nothing alive can be calculated or anticipated. There are no hard and fast rules for social intercourse that cannot be broken or rewritten. But if we keep these basic guidelines loosely in mind the next time we interact with a fellow human being in real time, we might be rewarded with a conversation that is revelatory, entertaining, and civilizing. And that was from the essay called, What Makes for a Good Conversation? 
from revolutions of the heart, literary, cultural, and spiritual, from Lahia Lababidi. In these times of COVID pandemic, our in-person conversations have probably become fewer. And this might be why some of the online and on-screen interactions have become more fever-pitched. In a way, we have to get our muscles back and our fitness back for speaking to each other in civilized conversations back and forth. And I don't mean that we can't disagree or we can't be opposing each other in what we converse about. We certainly can. When I say civilized, I mean that we have mutual respect for the person we converse with. We think of conversation as a gift. We think of speaking to them as an act of good faith and goodwill and not a chance to simply oppose each other from opposite points of view in order to score points. A good conversation leaves both people satisfied even if they don't end up with much agreement. So think about your conversations that you've had recently, if they haven't been in person, or if they have. Are we letting ourselves have conversations that are more like a dance? Are we doing it from a place of generosity? Are we allowing ourselves to be honest and be seen and transparent by the other person? Or are we treating it more like a game of hide and seek? And finally, are we respecting the silence, that significant part of a conversation that helps us process what is being said and what is being not said? Conversation is a living thing, just as we are living things. It can move and grow between people and it can open us up to new possibilities. Thank you for listening to Spark My Muse today. Please go back and listen to some of the other wonderful episodes that have come out. There's over 350 episodes that you can choose from. You can go back to April 2015, all the way up until now, and enjoy many wonderful guests and their wisdom. If you would enjoy supporting this show, go to patreon.com forward slash sparkmymuse And when you donate a dollar or more, you could be part of the book club, the weekly show notes, and much more. See you next week. May you be blessed.